Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Ready to cut through the BS? And here's some ways to drive your business forward today. Yeah. Welcome, Welcome to Biz Sprints Podcast with your host, know the name. Michael McMillan. Check it out. Hey everybody, welcome back to another week of Biz Sprints. This is Michael McMillan and thank you so much for coming back for another week of tips and tricks to help drive your business forward. So this week, I wanted to answer a question that I get so much from business owners. It's almost frightening. I can only equate the reason I get that question so much is a lot of it has to do with, of course, probably how how we, when people ask, what is biz sprints anyway, Mike? You know, our answer to that commonly is that, you know, think of us as your outsourced VP of sales or chief sales officer. And what I've learned over time is, is that so many organizations, they might have one, but so many companies don't even know what that means to be a VP of sales, or especially uh, though, since it's a newer title, a chief sales officer. So we're commonly asking, like, so Mike, what is that? Like, what does that mean to be that role? Or, or if they say, like, oh, well, we already have a VP of sales, we don't need one. It's like, okay, yeah, but how are they functioning in their role? Like, are they really doing what a VP of sales is is intended to do? Or did you give a person who's just a really good sales guy title of VP of sales because you did? And that's what I wanted to cover with you guys today because I I feel it's important to talk through this because titling and sales, it's unfortunately become this really nasty place. You know, I mean, you could be a VP of sales, but never function as a VP. You could be a director, you could be a manager, but just really be a frontline sales guy and and not be managing or directing anything. And it's, it's really important that you understand that these titles and these layers of management really have a purpose and they really have an intention for what they're supposed to do. When I started BizSprints, you know, one of the things that I quickly saw amongst so many organizations was that they were missing the strategy element in their sales force, especially. And I knew as a head of sales, that is the critical element. And that's really the, my whole job is to function as that strategy is to, is to help craft it, is to help manage it, help implement it, hold people accountable to it, and ensure that it's replicatable over and over and over again so that our stakeholders of our organization can see that consistent cash flow and that consistent gains in our business. And that's what my job was. I mean, that's that's as a VP of sales, that's what I was there to do, was to build a replicatable model that could produce profitable revenue over and over and over and over again as fast as possible, right? That's what I did. And that's what a VP of sales is. And that's what a chief sales officer is. Like, that's what we're there to do. Like, that's it, is build strategy, manage strategy, insure money. <laughs> and so many times though, I talk to people and I, and especially headhunters, right? I, I love talking to recruiters. I talk to them all the time. I'm so fascinated by that. I, my mother did as a living. So I love talking to these people and, you know, sharing war stories and hearing about their, when they're in their trenches and stuff. And, you know, they come to me all the time and they're like, Hey Mike, we have this VP of sales position. I'm like, Oh, cool. Tell me about it. And I sit down and listen to them and they're like, okay, so here's some of the criteria you got to have held a you know quota of at least, you know, two and a half to 5 million annualized. You need to at least have a pipeline that you can set up within, you know, three to four months. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I thought you said it's a VP of sales position. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the title. I'm like, no, that's a sales executive. I'm like, they're looking for someone to sell. And 
it's like, that's the miss, guys. Like, that is why I'm doing a podcast on what is a VP of sales and what is a chief sales officer. So I jumped this all the way back, right? And I, I kind of already answered the question, which is, you know, reality is this. A true VP of sales and a true chief sales officer is there to drive your strategy to ensure consistent and measurable success of your growth of your revenue. That's it. Or as I like to say, we are the ultimate whipping boys and girls for your team for sales results, good or bad. Because <laughs> reality, I'm going to tell you right now, every time I delivered sales results, I don't care how amazing those results were, I would deliver those results and I would have someone on a board or someone in our executive team go, yeah, Mike, you know, the numbers look great, but, you know, I really didn't like the trajectory of the sale. Like, you know, if you if you could have really just gotten those done faster, this would have been so much easier on cash flow. And it's like, oh, my God, it's like I can never win. Or if it came in too fast, you would have operations yelling because they're like, yeah, you know, great. Yeah, you gave us all this revenue, but you shoved it down our throat all in two weeks. And now we're still trying to, you know, crawl out from this hole that you put us in. So. That's where I call us. We're the ultimate whipping boy and girl for sales results, both good and bad, because reality, someone is not going to like the results no matter what you do. So just be prepared for that if you're taking this role. But it's really coming back, guys, to the creation, implementation, oversight, and updating of our sales strategy. And I wanted to talk about this because I've crafted a whole organization around this. It's all BizPrint is. That's what we do. We build these strategies and we manage them and we hold companies accountable to them. And the reason this is so important and the reason you need that person, you know, you need that role in your company is because sales are only as good as the measurements in which they have to measure themselves by. Take us from a sales guy who's cut his teeth inside of sales for long enough. You can only build what you measure. You can only measure what is set out to be measured. And all of that is a derivative of the strategy in which is created for a team. That is why it is so critical, you know, for your organization to constantly have someone who's maintaining that. We here at BizSprint go through a weekly meeting every single solitary week to just review the numbers of our sales. We go through our pipeline. We go through our interactions. We go through our stage moves. We go through our wins. We go through our losses. We go through our conversion numbers. We go through our, you know, what our objection numbers are. What is our rebuttal numbers? How was the impact of them? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Why? Because I cannot manage what I cannot measure. If I don't measure everything, I cannot manage to it. I cannot help my sales team understand how to improve themselves and how to get a client to go from needs analysis to presentation scheduled if I don't see they're having an issue there. I cannot create a new email template to help one of my sales team go from proposal sent to proposal accepted without knowing what is the read rate on that? What is the time spent on email? How long are they in there? What are they getting out of it? How good was it? Was it informative? Are they asking 400 questions? I can't do it unless I measure all that. So every week we go through these numbers and every week we end our meeting with one simple question. What else can we measure to make this better? And every week we get something new. And it's not that I'm trying to bury us in data. No, 
No, no, no, no, no, no, no. Because the other question we asked during that meeting too is, is what measurements are we doing that mean jack? What should we stop measuring? Because it doesn't mean anything to us. What of these measurements are we reviewing right now that literally we have not taken any value from whatsoever? It doesn't mean that we're not going to continue to measure them. No, never. I am a big advocate of once you start measuring something, you never stop. But I don't need to potentially review it in every meeting I have, right? Because it could end up becoming an influencer in some other metric that I need to know about later. So, you know, make sure you have your measurements going because at the end of the day, but again, drawing all the way back to what this topic is all about, it's not just about me on my soapbox talking to you guys about measurements. It's that person who's going to help you understand what those measurements are. It's that person who's going to help and hold your team accountable that those measurements are obtained. And it's the person who's going to make sure that your sales staff is doing what they're supposed to be doing. To do that, though, is not to just tell them through decree and, and, you know, and basically say, this is policy, do this or die, right? No, that sucks. No, you're going to have no salespeople or really crappy salespeople if you just do that. No, you need to make sure that, you know, the other role of this person is, is to be the motivator. They're the ones who are supposed to like, just, you know, get that team going, the team to believe that they can walk through a wall and like, ah, I can do this no matter what, is to be that rally cry behind your team and or in front of your team and get the people going. This is the person who is the ultimate motivator. In our organization, because we don't work for the company's direct and we do work as a third party, what we do instead is we work as an interim motivator as we help train a person on your team to become that motivator and really help make sure that you, someone in your business is that motivator for your overall sales organization. So they have that guiding light. Many times it's a CEO or it could be the president. It might even be one of the founders. And sometimes it's not even that. Sometimes we had one company where it's going to be like an admin who were trying to move around in her role a little bit to kind of become this kind of quasi sales manager, sales lead type of person. Why? Because she is perfect for the role. <laughs> and she needs to do it. So it's really looking and helping you discover who is going to be that motivator. The biggest piece here, though, is this, guys. Salespeople want to be successful. Let me repeat that for a second. Salespeople want to be successful. And now I'm going to give you another fact. Salespeople want the company they're working for to be successful. So many people have this misnomer that salespeople are lazy, that we you know, just we show up, we get paid a lot of money, and we do basically nothing. And other people do a lot of work to make us make a lot of money. And it's so far from the truth. And the reason I bring this up is because of one big topic that many, many heads of sales miss of being their responsibility, which is you're the insulation. You are the buffer. You are the person who needs to insulate your team against all of that negative negativity. Because I'm telling you right now, guys, salespeople are only as good as the positive vibes that they're pushing out there every single day. You get a salesperson who starts being negative, just let them go. Don't even wait 30 seconds. If you just saw that shift in their attitude and they've gone total negative and you know you're not going to be able to pull them back for a long time, just let them go. In their, in your best interest, you're just going to be carrying them and they're not going to get back there. Just let them go, help them find a good place and good home, but get them out of your organization. Because I'm telling you right now, you need to foster a complete area of positivity. 
That's why when you walk into a sales floor, it feels like you just walked into a fun house because it needs to be. Because do you realize what salespeople have done to them all day? On average, on average, if I look back over my lifespan in sales so far, I probably closed, if I said 1%, I'm probably lying of the deals I've talked to. It's probably like a millionth of a percent because I've talked to thousands, if not millions of businesses over my career so far. And most of them told me no. Not that I didn't keep persistent and try going after them. Trust me, I did. (laughs) I had one client, it was almost three years. But yeah, you know, whatever. But I'll tell you, our lives in sales is to be told no day after day after day after day and keep pushing through it and pushing through and pushing through until one day someone finally says yes. And the second they say yes, you have a sales manager like me or a VP of sales like me who comes down and says, great job, Mike. How's your next deal going? <laughs> it's the life we live, right? This is what we chose. I swear it's like a moment of like insanity to choose this life, but it's a great life. But you as a VP of sales, you have to be that insulation against the negativity out there, against that operations guy who's getting mad because you got a high performer who's cramming all these deals down his throat and he can't keep up with implementations of it. You know, a accounts receivable clerk who's pissed off because, you know, their deals are, you know, taking five days longer to pay than the rest of the deals, even though it's the single largest clients that, that we've ever serviced. You know, maybe it's your whoever, your chief technology officer, because you have some sales guy who just refuses, refuses to use the Android phones that you guys assigned to your entire organization, and they will only use their iPhone. I don't care. That person's doing, you know, 20, 50, 90% of my revenues. They could use a satellite dish for all I care. They can do whatever they want. (laughs) Now, I'm not saying without reason, right? There's certain rules and regulations. I get all that. But you must be that buffer. You must be that bouncer in front of the bar, making sure who's coming in. And if they're coming in with negativity, they don't get in. Only positive vibes coming in and protecting that team. You do that, you've gotten 90% of the way there. You now manage it and measure it and show the measurements and management and make that as part of the culture and you got it. And that is, ladies and gentlemen, what a VP of sales and a chief sales officer is to dare to do, is to make sure at every single time that they are there to measure and manage a team and build a culture of measurement and management for replication again and again and again to produce the most steady and forecastable results possible for the stakeholders of this business. And number two, to produce a complete environment of positivity and excitement and be that head cheerleader who's pushing that team to their ultimate success. So guys, that's what it is. So to answer all of your questions, it's those three things, is constantly pushing towards excellence in an environment which we know excellence is non-achievable. We can only do our best, but if we keep pushing hard and keep measuring and learning from what we have done, good, bad, or indifferent, that we will get closer and closer to excellence every day. So guys, with that, I'm going to leave you there. To your success and prosperity, have an amazing week. Keep positive, keep pushing, keep driving, and you're going to see that success by design that you're all looking for. Have a great day, guys, and to your success and prosperity. This is Michael McMillan. Talk to you soon.
conclude this evening's entertainment. Thank you for listening to Biz Sprints Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit us at bizsprints.com for more tips and tricks to drive your business forward. No doubt about it. 